Happy Thursday, everybody, across the Southland. This is the show covering everything Dixie. John Rawl is my name, and for the next two hours, we've got a whole bunch of news and sports and entertainment news and gossip to share with all y'all. And if you want to get involved with the program, a couple of ways to do that. You can reach us courtesy of the Old Town Spaghetti Store at 731-423-8101 or text us courtesy of Man's Record Service 731-277-5155. Would love to hear from you as we're working our way to the weekend here on this first week of the new year. Maybe some of y'all out there are still trying to get past uh, New Year's night. Yeah, that was tough. You got New Year's Eve on a Saturday and then you got Sunday the actual day and you know, for a lot of Southerners, they got to go to church on Sunday. So for all y'all that had to go to church after a night of uh, a party, and I wonder how that worked out for you. I was a bad boy. I skipped church on Sunday. I went to a church of another kind, as y'all probably have heard me talk about on this show already this week. I went to a church called Football <laughs> on Sunday. Lord, please forgive me. But uh, yes, uh, hopefully you all are, are getting into the groove on this, for many of you, a shortened work week as we had the national holiday, I guess, would be on Monday where the banks and post office and all the other things that are usually closed on holidays, that was indeed the case on Monday. So it's Thursday. We're getting there. And for most of you, a very beautiful day here, maybe chilly across the Southland. We've got news. We've got news out of Washington, D.C. to start off with today. And we have other news. We've got some Dolly Parton, Dion Warwick news to share with you. We got Doritos. Yeah. How many times can we put Doritos in the news headlines? Well, I'm going to talk about that and a whole lot of much, a uh, lot, just all kinds. You never know what you're going to find when you dial up the old y'all show, which by the way, heard on great radio stations, but also you can watch us at WNWS.com. Hello to all of you who are watching us now or on demand. Go there at your leisure and you can check us out. Or you can also find the Y'all Show in podcast form. If you have iTunes, you just go on to Y'all Show in iTunes, and you can watch us at your leisure. We're putting these, the show up every day now. The, the podcast of this available. When you're driving down the road, you just subscribe to Y'all Show on Apple iTunes or whatever way you get podcasts, and it's right there at your leisure to listen to. And the neat thing about it is if I'm not uh, getting the show along in the way that you want, you actually, on most of these podcast options, you can hit a button. It'll speed it up. And so I'll start talking a lot, a lot faster, and I'll get through the show real, really quick so you can get back to whatever else you want to be doing. Or you can even slow it down and listen to it in a slower way. All that on the iTunes podcast and other podcast options, too, depending on how you get uh, your podcast. And a lot of people love podcasts and the Y'all Show back up on podcasts now thanks to our rebirth here in 2023. And I can't thank y'all enough for that. All right, let's dive into headlines. And then let me tell you a programming note. In hour two today, you know, we're all on this show about sports in addition to the news and the gossip of the South and the traditions and the festivals, which, by the way, I'll walk through some festivals going across the southern states here this weekend on the Friday Y'all Show. But one of the things that we will certainly love to cover on this is college sports and 
right now, of course, college football has been big time in the spotlight. Y'all, we are smack dab now in the middle of conference basketball play. And on Wednesday night, there were some darn good college basketball games played. And right here in the second hour, our our basketball guru here at the Y'all Show, Bryce Mott, is going to be stepping in here and recapping some big wins by the NC State Wolfpack. There were some big wins in the SEC for some teams on Wednesday evening. The Auburn Tigers went down in flames. They are a top 25 team. So Bryce Mott, welcome him in his first appearance on the Y'all Show. That's going to be coming up in hour number two of our show today. So all that right here on the show about the South. All right, let's get into headlines. And right now in Washington, D.C., day three of will there be a House Speaker Kevin McCarthy or not. That debate, that uh, drama continues. I'm not going to sit here and waste more time talking about when, if ever, this thing's going to get resolved. What I am going to talk about is an attack between a congressman from Missouri and a congressman from Florida as Missouri Congressman Cori Bush. She is now, I think, in her second term. Remember, she comes out of the St. Louis area. She was a very vocal Black Lives Matter supporter. Frankly, probably got elected because of the Black Lives Matter movement. And now she's attacking a second-term congressman from Florida, Byron Donalds. She's calling Donalds a prop, claiming he supports upholding white supremacy. And she says that he is a, a prop, as I said. And he was nominated Wednesday on the House floor by some of the members of Congress to be up for Speaker of the House. As you have also the Democrat leader, Hakeem Jeffries of New York. He's on the Democrats. He's who they've nominated. And then you've got the Kevin McCarthy nomination that's certainly in peril right now. But the Republican representative-elect for Florida, who is a would be, if you ever get sworn in, if any of them get sworn in, would be a second-term congressman, Byron Donalds. He's from the Naples area of Florida, a Florida A&M alumnus, a Florida State University alumnus, so he went to college in Tallahassee to both schools there, uh, being called a prop. Now, Cory Bush made the claim in a tweet claiming that Donald's inclusion in the mix for being speaker is not historic and calling his inclusion in the speaker vote Pathetic, her words there. Again, this is a lady who's pretty adamant. I'll read her tweet exactly what she put out on Wednesday. For what it's worth, Congressman Byron Donalds is not a historic candidate for speaker. He is a prop. Despite being black, he supports a policy agenda intent on upholding and perpetuating white supremacy. His name being in the mix is not progress. It is is pathetic. Those are the words of Cory Bush of St. Louis. Right now, he's getting a handful of votes. The GOP leader, Kevin McCarthy, still unable to get the 218 votes needed to become Speaker of the House, and this drama will continue on as roughly 20 Republicans are putting in votes for the second-term Congressman Donalds from Florida, and I don't know if there's anybody else getting them or not, but uh, it's it's not a, a good look right now for the country, nor certainly for Republicans, while all of this is going on. Okay, so you got all that drama in the House of Representatives. What's going on in the United States Senate? Well, not much. Not much so much that 
Mitch McConnell flies back to his native Kentucky on Wednesday, and he flies back there and is joined by a fellow named Joe Biden as the two team up in Covington, and they are out promoting infrastructure and the big bipartisan bill that went into law as these two got together in Covington right there near Cincinnati, and they talked about harmony. It was like uh, old friends getting together because, frankly, the passage of the infrastructure bill would probably not have happened if not for uh, several Republicans coming forward and, and pushing forward the, the bill. Maybe the best bill passed, and I'm not saying best because Joe Biden did it. I mean, it's, it's the, the best in terms of a bipartisan bill that he's been able to have in his presidency thus far. They were specifically there on the outskirts of Cincinnati on the Kentucky side of the Brent, Sprint, Brent Spence Bridge, and that's going to get a whole bunch of federal money to help kind of restore that bridge, and lots of bridges around the country need help. A lot of, a lot of transportation things need help. My goodness, especially if the uh, potholes of the world get any worse after the coal front that just came through, we're going to have to have a whole lot more. The infrastructure law will offer more than $1.63 billion in federal grants to Ohio and Kentucky to, spill, to, uh, to help build a, a new bridge that will help unclog traffic on that bridge there in the Kentucky and Ohio area, uh, going across the Ohio River. But uh, $1.63 billion for that one bridge, and my goodness, what a huge, huge expense that infrastructure bill was. Not saying it wasn't needed. I know even in the Trump presidency, he talked about having a bipartisan effort to try to help help our national infrastructure. But you know what? It's funny how when a Republican like Trump's in the White House, they can't get something like that pushed through. They hardly got anything pushed through during his time. And I don't blame Trump for that. I blame when he had a Republican majority in both the House and Senate, they hardly got anything through. Meanwhile, Democrats get things through because Republicans end up going for them. Well, not really in the House. Hardly any went for it. But in the Senate, yes, that's the case. But on Wednesday, Biden and McConnell together, nice photo op in the Commonwealth of Kentucky as they push forward a lot of money to get a new bridge put there and infrastructure projects coming around the country soon thanks to the unbelievable expensive uh, infrastructure bill that went into law recently. This is a sad story coming out of the Pelican State today. A district attorney there in Louisiana is blasting a cop in that state because that cop is now being charged in a crash that killed two teenage cheerleaders as Officer David Cothran allegedly ran a red light and T-boned the teenager's vehicle. Just a horrible, horrible story coming out of Louisiana. This police officer now been arrested and charged for the deaths of these two in this high-speed chase. As Cawthorn was arrested on a warrant, he faces two counts of negligent homicide and one count of negligent injuring for the deaths of 17-year-old Maggie Dunn and Caroline Gill, who was 16 years old. Maggie Dunn's brother, Liam, was also critically injured in this crash. The DA there and the 18th Judicial District, Tony Clayton, said, if it involves putting human life in danger, stop the damn pursuit. It's just not worth the risk. Again, this crash happening 
over the weekend. Cawthorn was pursuing a man named Tyquell Zanders who was accused of stealing a family member's vehicle, and they were having a pursuit of 90 miles per hour when, unfortunately, Cawthorn ran a red light at an intersection and struck the car that Dunn and Gill were in, and it caused their deaths. This happened in Addis, Louisiana. And the police department there put out a statement saying the Addis, Louisiana Police Department is deeply saddened by the tragic accident that occurred. We wish to offer our sincere condolences to the Gunn, Dunn and Gill families. Again, these two Louisiana teenagers killed when a high pursuit happened and the cop, unfortunately, ran a red light and T-boned their vehicle killing these two teenage cheerleaders from Louisiana. Also in Louisiana, conservatives there are now celebrating a law that ensures there is an age verification to view porn online. And politicians there are calling it a big win for the state of Louisiana. As they were able to get this through earlier in the week, the successful enactment of a new law that requires ID and age verification within the state to assess online porn the bill was originally spearheaded by Republican State Representative Laurie Schlegel, and it went into effect on Sunday. The new law states that websites containing 33.3% or more of pornographic material will now be held liable for ensuring their viewers are 18 or older or risk legal ramifications. And I love the uh, tweet that Schlegel, the representative there in Louisiana, put out just before this thing went into law. As she said, online pornography is extreme and graphic and only one click away from our children. This is not your daddy's playboy. And if pornography companies refuse to be responsible, then we must hold them accountable. This law is a first step. And I haven't gone and researched the online pornography laws of all the southern states, but this is the first one I've heard of having a age verification go into effect for you to view. You got to be 18. Got to be 18. You know, it's probably not a bad policy now that I think about it for Louisiana to do just that. To the Sunshine State and a sad story coming out of that state today as a couple there murdered in their home in the Orlando area and a person of interest is in Custody. This happened in Mount Dora, Florida, and an 83-year-old woman named Sharon Getman and her 83-year-old husband, Daryl Getman, were found killed in their home. A person of interest now being taken into custody. The woman taken into custody is a woman taken into custody, actually, is a person of interest, and the victims, again, both 83-year-old the woman was arrested out of, a st out of state on charges related to the theft of the Getman's vehicles and will be extradited back to Florida in the coming days. Gibson said the killing appears to be a random crime. That's what the police chief of Mike Gibson of Mount Dora, Florida said, and that the woman does not appear to have any connections to the Getmans. Hmm, she was just passing through and killed, uh, according to the police uh, alleged to have killed. The Getmans were found both dead, these 80-somethings dead inside their apartment at Waterman Village. It's a senior living community in Mount Dora, found on New Year's Eve after a security 
was alerted by a concerned resident that the couple's garage door was open. And then when security went to the home to the, the couple, they found the crime scene and called the police. A senseless killing. I've seen way too many 80-year-olds just senselessly murdered, robbed, murdered. And I saw this recently in Atlanta, now down in Florida and more. Uh, just an unfortunate, unfortunate thing to report on today. Let's pick up a phone call while we've got callers holding here at the Y'all Show. We'll pick up more headlines in a minute. Caller, you're up next here on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Good morning. Hello there. So how are you going to prove you're 18? Because anybody can put a date in that says you're 18. Good point. I don't know what the rules in Louisiana are, but uh, that's what they've come out with. Uh, that's a great. Very... I understand it's a great idea, but I mean, when you're buying a video game, it tells you that they have to be, you know, birthday of five two seventy two or whatever you to be eighteen, mm-hmm. and you can just key in a date that says, you know, before that date. How are they going to prove it, especially on a computer? So <laughs> how do they prove person. it on video games? Because they'll have to show a driver's license. Okay. And it's going to have your birthday on there that says that. But if you're on a if you're on a computer, are they going to say, you know, show me your ID? I mean, the most that's not visual. It's just popping on a website, correct? True. I'm sure there's got to be some age verification software out there. I don't know. And how many? I don't know either. How many times are we going to vote whether McAllister gets in there or not? I mean, after five times and they're not voting him in, Hmm. so how long or how many times do we vote? Uh, it could keep going on and on and on. It, it really can. Um, they, the, the, you know, that's that's the problem when you have just a razor thin majority for the Republicans. Uh, they won conventionally in the midterms back in November. This wouldn't be going on. Brad McCoy kind of touched on it last night, but I didn't hear what his comment was as to what's going to happen. Because if you vote five times and he's not in there, how many times do you vote to get the same answer? Is somebody going to eventually say, "Okay, let him in"? Uh, you know, that's why they're up there and you and I are not there. I don't know. You're right, and I do not want that job, correct? <laughs> yeah, you might you might do better than they are. We'll nominate you for speaker. Hey, thanks for the call. Have a good rest of your day. Uh-huh. All right. Got another call holding. Let's pick it up here. Y'all talk with a southern accent. Whoa. Nope, you're not there. You dropped off, it appears. All right, let's pick up some more headlines from across the southeast. A sta- sad story coming in from the volunteer state as a fisherman in Tennessee has died from exposure to cold water after falling into a lake. This happened at Cherokee Lake as a 47-year-old man, Jeremy Jean King, was evidently out with his 14-year-old son trolling in a small aluminum boat on Cherokee Lake, and King fell into the water, and the son entered the water and hung onto his father as the boat made circles. Another fisherman ended up coming and helping help pull them from the water, but unfortunately King did not survive. Keene nor his son were wearing a life jacket, according to the Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency. The son was taken to a local hospital with exposure to cold water. Wildlife officers said that the water temperature in that part of the lake is about 36 degrees. Again, these fishermen there at Cherokee Lake in Tennessee, and one of them ends up dying. The water temperature there. 36 degrees and my lake knowledge of Tennessee is being challenged right now I don't know where Cherokee Lake is so let me pull it up Cherokee Reservoir appears to be in the Morristown area of East Tennessee also known as Cherokee Lake Cherokee Reservoir it is formed by the 
impoundment of the Holston River behind the Cherokee Dam. And it's a 26, uh, rather 28,000 acre reservoir there in East Tennessee. And unfortunately, it's claimed the life of a fisherman there in the last few days. Let's pick up the phone lines again. Got a caller waiting. You're up next on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. You know, like when you're on YouTube and you see all these different podcasts and stuff. Mm-hmm. There, there's one guy on there. He's always talking about, uh, uh, you know, people psychologically and stuff. And I'm trying, I'm trying to find him right now. I don't see him. But anyway, he said that a 12-year-old boy today can see more good-looking women in five minutes, you know, on the Internet than the kings and rich people could a thousand years ago their whole lifetime. Good point. I just had a text in talking about how you prove your age to be able to sign up for these sites if you're 18 or older. And according to the texter, you would have to enter a credit card to verify your age. I, you can't have a credit card if you're 17 years or below, correct? Do you know that? I've never had one, so I don't know. But you never had a credit what, card? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Sure don't. Are you 18? Anyway, uh, Are you 18? <laughs> yeah, several times old. Okay. I don't. I don't say uh, you can be robbed at any time. I don't. I don't like being robbed. So I, I have either. a checking account, but there's no checkbook with it. I have to go up there, get the money, and they have to look at me and see if it's me. Yeah. That, that's that's the way I do. It. But what what effect do you think it would have on a on men? Say the best looking stuff there is, and then when they go out looking for a girl today, it's just average. Do you think it makes them less interested in women and less likely to want to get married because they're always searching for the, the magic dragon? Or, or do you think it has no effect at all? I'll tell you what, I'm the last person to be giving relationship advice and or advice on what women are thinking. You, you have to call another show for that. I'm talking about the men. Well, I'm, I'm the last person to give men advice for men. I don't have a clue. I'm, I'm out here treading water, bull. Well, if you look at Corvettes all day long, you don't want to go buy. You don't want to go buy a Honda Insight. You know what I'm saying? It's, you're not going to get the thrill. Hmm. But this this particular psychologist, he doesn't think it's a good idea for a man to be looking at the very best quality. And, and then when you're looking at Google News or uh, Facebook News, every other ad you look at is some old Hollywood movie star that's in her fifties. It's still in the two-piece bikini, trying to hold on to their career. You know, nobody nobody cares what you look like when you're past forty. You got you got to stay with the young girls for the because our our brains are directed towards young you know young girls, not not old ones. But they're still wearing bikinis at fifty, and I, I get tired of those. I wish I wish, I wish there was a way you didn't have to look at women that's fifty years old in bikini. Desperately hoping, hope somebody wants to put me in another movie. Okay. All right. We've just uh, alienated 90% of our audience with that, but I appreciate the call. Thank you very much. Okay. Yeah. Again, let me not judge at all on, first of all, what he said, nor on giving any kind of uh, advice on what women or men, for goodness sakes, are thinking. But we want to know what you're thinking. That's why we have a phone number, 731-423-8101, and Bull has taken advantage of that to, to call us in. And you can text us if you'd like to at 731-277-5155. Let's take a time out here on y'all. Come back with more headlines. Hey, Paula Dean in the news. 
We've got some info on that, plus other celebrity news coming up on today's show. And your feedback is, is certainly appreciated and welcome right here on Talk with a Southern Accent. Yaho! We'll be right back. This 101.5 News Brief is brought to you by Reed's Metals. A familiar face will be stepping into the role of information officer for the Jackson-Madison County Regional Health Department. Former WBBJ News anchor Ginger Rousey will work with the local media to keep the public informed on the health department and its programs. Rousey has a long history in the communications industry and replaces Mallory Cook, who's joined the communications team at Blue Oval SK. The United Way of West Tennessee has merged its efforts to support childhood education into the Office of Childhood Success. President and CEO Matt Marshall says the goal is to strengthen early childhood development and educational programming. There are more details on the program at WNWS.com. The Jackson Planning Commission gives the nod on plans for a subdivision off Old Humboldt Road to be known as Epperson Place. At its monthly meeting on Wednesday, the commission reviewed a plan submitted on behalf of Kingston Creek Partners for 60 lots on nearly 21 acres. Congratulations to the Jackson Police Department's Employee of the Month. Officer Catherine Hoppers has been with JPD for three years and is being recognized for her dedication and effectiveness on service calls. The NED is holding auditions for the upcoming production of The Diary of Anne Frank next Monday and Tuesday, January 9th and 10th. The NED Facebook page has a link to the audition form. The production is March 3rd and 7th. That's your 101.5 News Brief. I'm Julie Cook. Operated for 20 years. Real Foot Metal is coverage you can count on. Property owners, architects, or contractors. Real Foot Metal has the products and services for your residential, commercial, and industrial needs. Real Foot Metal proudly serving West Tennessee. What sets Crylike Elite apart? Abundant resources. Driven and determined. Honest and trustworthy. We're always available. Confidence. Communication. Ethical. Dependable. We answer the phone. Strong Crylite corporate supports. We truly represent our clients. Decades of experience and true leadership. patrols of your commercial or residential properties can dramatically deter crime potential. 
Random patrol checks economically provide security and deter crime. MaxGuard is the area's only regionally owned and operated security guard service. Call 427-7222 or visit MaxGuard.com. This is University of Tennessee football coach Josh Heupel reminding you that drinking and driving is a bad call. The winning game plan is to choose a designated driver. Remember, you have a choice. If you drink, don't drive. If you do, you will go to jail. A DUI can cost you $10,000, but more importantly, it can cost you your life or someone else's. That's not worth the risk. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. In today's world. Ashley, come to the office. Run this to the bank. Yes, sir. Sending an employee to the bank is a dangerous practice. Call MaxGuard and ask about their armed courier service, deposits, documents, and more. Picked up and delivered anywhere safely. MaxGuard is the area's only regionally owned and operated security guard service. Call 427-7222 or visit MaxGuard.com. to make your day. Uh, the delightful sounds of the Y'all Orchestra bringing us in from break right here on Talk with a Southern Accent. Hey, I want to let you know about Asia Garden, as Asia Garden is an awesome place for you to think about having your next meal. And you can order online, asiagardenjackson.com, or use the app, or give them a call at 731-668-9024. They've been delivering food for over 10 years, and because they're a small business, they keep their fees to a minimum when they're delivering the food. Voted Jackson's Best Sushi in restaurant, Asian Restaurant. Asia Garden, come dine with Asia Garden, and you'll be supporting a family business that's been open for 37 years. They've got the expansive menu and various price points, many, many affordable options. Love their lunch options, and if you haven't seen some of those options, just tune in each Tuesday. You can see Seabass having a good time. I'm actually sitting over here jealous every time he brings in Asia Garden to the Y'all Show. Premium ingredients and incredible portion sizes, all at a great price. Asia Garden, 731-668-9024. And we want you to know, think local, think Asia Garden. Picking up some text here on the text line, 731-277-5155. In reference to my question, can a child have a credit card? Because we originally brought this up because in Louisiana, there's a new state law that you've got to be 18 years old to watch porn. How do they prove that? Well, one caller or one listener said via text that they can do it through a credit card. Well, this texter says, yes, you can have a credit card under the age of 18. Many parents are getting them under for under 18 kids that are trying to teach them how to balance money. I know there's a company called Greenlight that uh, has a credit card. I think there's a limit, though, and it wouldn't be, would, would not surprise me if there's some way for the the porn sites to know if it's a green light card or anything else tied into minors. I don't know how this stuff works, but there's a lot of ways to, to, to I guess, double-check things in the society that we now 
call uh, ours, okay? Bull talked about crazy things with women and young women and all that. This texter says here, if you are 70, a 50-year-old woman in a bikini looks young and sexy. You know what? When I get to be 70, I will probably absolutely agree with that. Not quite 70. Uh, probably think that a, at 70, a 69-year-old woman in a bikini looks good. Heck, at 70, anybody would look good, and I, I feel that way right now. And no matter age, is not a problem. That is right. All right. Okay. Texter here. Another texter has dialed us up here to let us know that they did not hear Joe Biden or Mitch McConnell mention high price of heating fuel, food, the gas, the interest rates, or anything else that pertains to taxpayers. The texter says that both Joe Biden and Mitch McConnell are owned by China and could care less. This is in reference to Wednesday. They were in Kentucky where they were having a big infrastructure uh, shindig to announce a new bridge there across the Ohio River on the Kentucky side of that river. Joe Biden mumbled something about his patched jeans and he might go to the border while Mitch McConnell stabs his party in the back. All right, Texter, thank you for your feedback. And all feedback is welcome here of the Y'all Show. This is why we call the show Y'all, because it's all about y'all. It's about the South, but it's about y'all, okay? Texter here sends me some kind of uh, picture that I can't really pull up, nor do I want to. Uh, but it says the horror, the the inhumanity, I just can't say anything else. They're not 18 anymore. It's over. I don't know where you're going with that. But there's a lot of bad stuff out there. Some of it's not even X-rated. It's just uh, extremely R-rated that youngsters can see for themselves out there without too much effort. I mean, it's it's showing up. I mean, look, I've got Instagram. And every time I pull it up, there's some kind of bikini picture. And I'm not looking for bikini pictures. It just shows up. I guess Instagram knows that I'm a guy and guys like bikinis. I don't know what it's like for women. If you are on a Facebook or Instagram, what is what are the robots sending to your phone constantly just trying to tempt you with something? And a lot of times these bikini pictures and other pictures that are uh, sexually suggestive are of college-age kids at best. And you know what? A lot of college-age people like to take sexually suggestive pictures, and somehow those end up being really promoted somehow by the bots at Facebook. Let's go back to the phone lines here. Seven three one four two three eight one eight one zero one is how you do it. Caller, you're up next on the Y'all Show. Are you there? Evidently, we lost them. All right, have to hit us back up. Let's pick up with some more headlines while we are on the subject here. We still have entertainment news to get to. We still have a lot of sports news to get to. And don't forget, Bryce Mott will be dropping by in hour number two to, to talk about uh, the big games Wednesday in college basketball as well as what uh, what else is going on in that sport now that we can start turning more toward college basketball from college football we still have that uh, kind of rather important football game Monday night between those Georgia Bulldogs and the Horny Toads of TCU. Let's go down to Jackson. Not for Johnny Cash and June Carter, but uh, for the state capital of Mississippi, as it was just announced that Tate Reeves, the sitting governor of the Magnolia State, he's now officially registered for re-election. He did that Tuesday. Governor Reeves says he's proud of his record and he hopes that Mississippians are too. And during his first term, of course, he succeeded Phil Bryant as governor. And Bryant was the governor for two terms. Prior to Bryant was Haley Barber for two terms as governor. So they've had Republican governors in Mississippi all the way going back to Ronnie Musgrove around 20 years ago. 
during the term of Tate Reeves thus far, Mississippi saw the largest tax cuts in state history, and the state flag was changed. But that's not really Tate Reeves' credit. That happened because, well, if you know anything what happened in Mississippi, they kind of tricked the, um, the state by having a midsummer emergency session to talk about COVID, but it ended up being about the flag. All this happened as a result of the George Floyd protest. And Tate Reeves was not for it, but he he could have vetoed it, but he would have been enemy number one in the entire world had he had vetoed the uh, emergency thing that went on there. So he, he was putting in a bad spot. He always had said prior to that, this should be decided by the citizens. Well, it really wasn't. But he could he was in a bad spot. I'm I'm a guy that's more angry about how that happened by the uh gun, speaker gun of uh the house there in Mississippi for not following through with what they always said they would do. But Tate Reeves now saying he's gonna run for re election. I don't know who on the Democratic side would be running for governor of Mississippi, of course, that state. I think they have um election coming up for governor in 20, is it 23 or 24? It could be 24. It just seems like yesterday. I mean, all these elections start, I mean, golly, we're only now, thanks to the calendar turning over to 2023, we're just, uh, what is it, uh, 17 months, eight, no, about 22 months away from another presidential election, for goodness sakes. Yeah, the old clock's ticking, y'all. Let's go to the state of Tennessee and in Memphis, a bank teller has been arrested in the Bluff City, accused of stealing money from an 83-year-old woman. Okay, we've probably seen this happen before where a bank teller may have not been uh, quite as ethical as they should have been. Well, this bank teller is alleged to have stolen more than $28,000 from this 83-year-old woman. Aaron Cheney is the bank employee. He worked at the First Horizon Bank on Austin P. Highway. The victim told police she noticed her account was used for purchases of more than $28,000. She says she went to the bank to dispute the charges with Cheney, who issued her a new card and requested the new pin would be put on file. According to the police department report there in Shelby County, Tennessee, Cheney told her the charges would be reversed and that the FBI was notified, but investigators say they found records and video surveillance that showed Cheney using the woman's account to make withdrawals at Bank of America and Walmart locations in and around Memphis. The transactions were made using the woman's old debit card and her new card. A warrant was, arrest- warrant was issued for Cheney's arrest, and he was taken into custody earlier today. Again, a Memphis bank teller, Aaron Cheney, now arrested and charged with stealing more than $28,000 from a lovely 83-year-old Memphis woman. Shame, shame, shame on him. Well, we are the Y'all Show, and if you ever watch Paula Dean on TV, Savannah, Georgia, Albany, Georgia native, Paula Dean, oh, you know what she always says, hey, y'all. You know, Paul, you don't need to be saying that. That's our, that's our that's our word, Paul. We just need you to cook up some good food for us. No, I'm just kidding. I've got a chance to hang out with her a few times, and uh, lovely lady, lovely lady. Not quite as popular now as she once was. 
And evidence of that is, if you've been to the Paula Dean Family Kitchen in Panama City, well, it's now closed. She's got one fewer restaurant as Paula Dean's Family Kitchen in Pier Park in Panama City area closed last week. The closure resulted in 30 layoffs. The Panama City location is no longer listed on the restaurant chain's website, which shows locations right now only in Nashville, Branson, Foley, Alabama, Myrtle Beach, and Pigeon Forge. And this is not the first time that Panama City location of Paula Dean's Kitchen has shut down. In November of 2019, about eight months after it first opened, the Pier Park location closed. At that time, the parent company said it was working on restructuring operations. It opened again in 2021 under a different licensing partner, but now it's closed again. Paula Dean's Family Kitchen. And I know she's had them in a couple of places around the South that have also closed. I know there was one, I think, at one time in Tunica and uh, other places. And if you want, I mean, I haven't been to one of her so-called family kitchens, and I haven't even been to the one in Savannah. I've seen it, the Lady and Sons. But I didn't want to wait in line for five hours to get food that I'm kind of been born and raised on. She loves her collard greens. I, I was raised on collard greens, Paula Dean. Um, in fact, she used to be a spokeswoman for my cousins who grow collard greens, oddly enough. Um, Paula Dean, if you want to go to have her food in Panama City, you're out of luck right now. <laughs> Speaking of food, how about this? You are in luck. Don't y'all love good old Doritos? Well, Doritos has released a new barbecue-flavored chip. The Doritos Sweet and Tangy Barbecue Flavor Chip described as a bold experience. According to Doritos in a statement, it says, we know the barbecue debate is highly contested and people don't like to stray away from their own barbecue, but Doritos is inviting fans to try another angle, the chip angle that is, with Doritos Sweet and Tangy Barbecue because this isn't barbecue, this is Doritos Barbecue, and those chips are now available starting today at Snacks.com and at major retailers nationwide. The brand new Doritos Barbecue Chip, sweet and tangy barbecue flavored Doritos. I mean, barbecue and Doritos, that's a pretty darn good combination, don't you think? <laughs> Let's go down to Mississippi again, and in Nesbitt, that's in DeSoto County, south of, Mes uh, south of Memphis, and we recently lost Jerry Lee Lewis, the killer, and his Lewis Ranch there was in Nesbitt. The killer passed away on October 28th at the age of 87. His longtime residence there in Nesbitt, Mississippi, is going to be listed for sale, his ranch, and the price has not been listed, but the property's estimated value, according to Zillow, is just shy of $800,000. He bought this ranch in the early 1970s, it's 20 miles south of Beale Street, and it was his longtime home, a 30-acre property there that Jerry Lee Lewis owned for a long time, and now it's going to be for sale. Maybe a museum. Maybe that could be Graceland's future brother uh, just down the road there when it opens for the killer. Hey, basketball, we're going to talk with Bryce Mott in the next hour about college basketball. This is a college basketball-related story coming out of Little Rock. The Little Rock Trojans, 
that's a college basketball team that was once in the Sun Belt. Maybe they still are. I don't even know where they are now because I think they've changed conferences. But the Little Rock Trojans, UALR, have had to relocate their court because they had their home basketball court recently destroyed by a burst pipe underneath the, the court, and they've had to relocate to a temporary court. Well, now they're back on their court in Little Rock, so good news if you want to come out and see the Little Rock Trojans. They've got a game Saturday. They play the SEMO Redhawks there at uh, UALR's arena on uh, Saturday, January 7th at 3.30 in the afternoon. But uh, UALR, the Trojans, back at home, after a burst pipe has uh, caused their basketball cart <laughs> to get reshuffled, if you will. Funny story coming out of the Augusta, Georgia area. Of course, that's the home of the Augusta National Golf Club. They have the Masters Tournament each year. And Scott Stallings got an invitation to the Masters. Congratulations to Scott Stallings. Unfortunately, it was the wrong Scott Stallings that got the invitation in the mail. This Georgia resident got a... Uh, Invitation to play in a Masters, but this particular Scott Stallings is not a PGA Tour player. And somehow or another, Augusta National sent the wrong Scott Stallings an invitation to their April tournament. So what did this guy do? Well, the, the wrong Scott Stallings contacted Augusta National. He said, hi, uh, or he, he contacted the golfer, I should say, through Instagram. Hi, Scott. My name is Scott Stallings as well, and I'm from Georgia. My wife's name is Jennifer, too. I received a FedEx today from the Masters, invited me to play in the Masters tournament April 6th through 9th. I'm 100% sure this is not for me. <laughs> the other Scott Stallings, the actual PGA Tour golfer, qualified for the Masters by reaching the Tour Championship last year and didn't realize what had happened until the other Scott Stallings sent him that message uh, through Instagram. How about that? You know, you'd think Augusta National would have their act together a little bit better than that, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. A fun way to end up the headlines today across the southeast. We've got some entertainment news to pass before we get out of here for this first hour. Let's go back to the phone lines. Caller is standing by. You're up next on Y'all Talk with an Accent About the South. Hey, I just saw uh, Steve Bowers. Oh, how's he doing? Oh, he's doing fine. He was working as a greeter at Walmart. I don't believe that. I'm joking. I'm joking. Hey, he's my buddy. I I knew him from he was he was at radio station for years in Lexington. He's my buddy. I'm just joking. Yeah, he's a good Southern boy from. Oh yeah, he's a good guy. Decatur, Alabama. Yeah. Yep. He was on the radio station in Lexington for years and years and years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's yep. all. I was just joking. Okay. Right. Well, thank you for the humor. We love humor here on the Y'all Show. We like to uh, chuckle from time to time. Caller, you're up next here on the Y'all Show. How you doing? Oh, John Boy, we're doing great. Oh, um, Richard. Sounds like sounds like you uh, have fallen into the bull uh, relationship program this morning. No, I don't want to be. As I said, I I know I am like so, I'm like are, uh, Clink. I know nothing. Both of y'all are about the same age, and you're both uh, wanting to look at. Young girls at 21 in a bikini uh, instead, of, you, instead of your age group, which should be 40 and above. See, you don't know what I want. Uh, apparently, you and Bull are always talking about young girls. I don't talk to Bull. I have See, to talk to Bull. Bottom line is, when you get up in age, uh, your expectations need to go along with your age group. Okay. Well, thank you, yeah. Doctor Phil. Otherwise, yeah, otherwise Dr. Bull will have you uh, 
chasing uh, girls that you won't even be able to keep up with for half a block. Okay. Yeah. So, now you you mentioned the Alabama food yesterday. I did. Uh, did you ever mention any barbecue in Alabama? You know what? I think I did, but it, it wasn't a barbecue-heavy menu. I think there was one for the month of July they picked. It had uh, maybe some ribs, but no, the, the, it was really a variety of places. It wasn't you know, my it wasn't my listing. I, it was from AL dot com. They're the ones that came out with that. Yeah, they well, they're kind of like uh, a lot of these so called governments. They don't know what good food is because Alabama. There's only uh, one place in Alabama it's called Dreamland Barbecue. Now, Rick, you're and, showing uh, your ignorance here. That's I'm, about that's about the uh, no. The ignorance is is. For you and Seabass to and Chuckles, Chuckles enjoys canned uh, cornbread. Did you did you have him link up with canned cornbread? No, but let me go back to Dreamland for a second. So, I have spent a long time in Tuscaloosa, and if you true people in Tuscaloosa will tell you there is a huge difference between the original Dreamland, which is on the south side of. I-5920 or twenty fifty nine, whatever they call it there, the original that Bear Bryant would go to, and then all of these chain dreamlands. Now, I like the chain dreamlands. Trust me, I do like dreamland a lot. But that one, that original one, it is better. So I'm just telling you, Rick, if you haven't been to the original, then you really haven't been to dreamland. No, I actually, I, I try my best to stay out Alamami. Uh Alamami don't have nothing that I need. Because uh, when I was growing up around here, we didn't allow people from Alabama to uh, stay. First of all, they couldn't come into the state of Tennessee until the sun rose. Ah. And then they had to exit the state of Tennessee before the sun set. I don't believe that. Because we, we still, I still can't understand why uh, people around here allow stump setters from Alabama to even be around us. Uh, you talking about, you know, I can't think of a worse place to be than Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> I was just I there mean, Monday. I, I kind of liked it. Well, I know. That's your uh, forte. No, I, I like all the South. Every, see, unlike you, I'm a fan of all of the South. Now, some uh, places are better than others, but I still like it all. I'll take it any yeah, day over California. Yeah. Well, try that canned uh, cornbread. All right, I'll that, do it. Uh, that uh, Chuckles the Bug Man is promoting. Ah. Corn, I can't imagine. And not only that, but you also need to take sea bass underneath your wing because he loves canned biscuits. He says canned biscuits are better than than cathead biscuits, which he's never had because he's scared to go more than 25 miles an hour in any direction. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll bring it up with him. Hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Got another call standing by. We want to snag this one before the hour comes to a close. You're up next on Talk with a Southern Accent. Well, hello, John. This is Chris. I call in with Seabass and Brad. Now, we met one day when I came in to pick up my checkers. Yes, sir. How was it? Well, I haven't had it yet. Ah. <laughs> I have been very, very busy, but I'll get it. And he was talking about Dreamland. Now, when I went to the Dreamland I went to was the one in downtown Birmingham in the old shack. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm not sure if you're familiar with that one. It's right down from uh, UAB, UAB yeah, in the yeah. hospital. Yes. Yeah, I've been to that one. And that one, I thought the place was going to fall in. We walked in, and they walked out there, and they brought us, brought us a, a, a loaf of bread, ripped it open, took butcher paper and paper plates down, and uh, brought us a big plate of ribs just stacked straight up. And uh, it was some pretty good stuff. But I've never ate at that one in Tuscaloosa. That uh, one in Birmingham is the only one I've ever uh, ate at. Yeah. You can look straight up and see the Vulcan statue on the top of the mountain. So. Yeah, it's a cool place. I like it. In fact, when I went there, it was uh, me and the table next to me was Vanderbilt football coach James Franklin because I happened to be down there for SEC Media Days. Yeah. And uh, pretty cool place. But still, got to go to the original one. And it's kind of up on a hill on the other side of the interstate from the city of Tuscaloosa if you're ever yeah. in Tuscaloosa County. like uh, going to the original Crystal Burgers. That's right. Chattanooga. Which I have uh, not done that. Well, it no longer exists. Oh, it's now well. another diner. But my grandmother and I used to go to that when it was down on uh, Cherry Street in downtown Chattanooga. Ah. Chris, and, uh, Chris, we got to get out of here. Yeah. We're up good, man. on a break, but uh, we'd love to hear from you again sometime here. We want to hear from all of you here, 731 423 8101 is how you get us here on the Y'all Show. Hour two coming up. We got more entertainment news and more sports news. And Bryce Mott's going to talk college basketball all right here on the show that covers the South like the Dew covers Dixie. This weekend at Old Town Spaghetti Store, enjoy shrimp Florentine. Jump. At Southern Airways, we fly to make your day. Fly from McKellar Sykes to anywhere in the world with easier connections in Atlanta. Avoid the long TSA lines at Hartsfield with screening now at McKellar Sykes in Jackson. Land at gate E37 with Tokyo to your left and Orlando to your right. It's easy when you fly directly into America's biggest hub. Southern Airways has put Jackson back on the map. We're ready to welcome you aboard. Book now at iFlySouthern.com. Electric cars come in all shapes and sizes, but they have one thing in common. They save you money. Just imagine every time that you're stopping at the gas station, I'm saving money because I'm passing you by. I've not changed the brake pads at all in this car. You don't have to change the oil. There's a lot less maintenance required and a lot less expenditures. It costs me roughly $20 a month to charge my car. Visit driveelectrictn.org for more information on how you can save money with your own electric car. This 101.5 News Brief is brought to you by Reed's Metals. A familiar face will be stepping into the role of information officer for the Jackson-Madison County Regional Health Department. Former WBBJ News anchor Ginger Rousey will work with the local media to keep the public informed on the health department and its programs. Rousey has a long history in the communications industry and replaces Mallory Cook, who has joined the communications team at Blue Oval SK. The United Way of West Tennessee has merged its efforts to support childhood education into the Office of Childhood Success. President and CEO Matt Marshall says the goal is to strengthen early childhood development and educational programming. There are more details on the program at WNWS.com. The Jackson Planning Commission gives the nod on plans for a subdivision off Old Humboldt Road to be known as Epperson Place. At its monthly meeting on Wednesday, the commission reviewed a plan submitted on behalf of Kingston Creek Partners for 60 lots on nearly 21 acres. Congratulations to the Jackson Police Department Employee of the Month. Officer Catherine Hoppers has been with JPD for three years and is being recognized for her dedication and effectiveness on service calls. The NED is holding 
holding auditions for the upcoming production of The Diary of Anne Frank next Monday and Tuesday, January 9th and 10th. The NED Facebook page has a link to the audition form. The production is March 3rd and 7th. That's your 101.5 News Brief. I'm Julie Cook. Operated for 20 years. Real Foot Metal is coverage you can count on. Property owners, architects, or contractors. Real Foot Metal has the products and services for your residential, commercial, and industrial needs. Real Foot Metal proudly serving West Tennessee. What sets Crylic Elite apart? Abundant resources. Driven and determined. Honest and trustworthy. We're always available. Confidence. Communication. Ethical. Dependable. We answer the phone. Strong Crylite corporate supports. We truly represent our clients. Decades of experience and true leadership. patrols of your commercial or residential properties can dramatically deter crime potential. Random patrol checks economically provide security and deter crime. MaxGuard is the area's only regionally owned and operated security guard service. Call 427-7222 or visit MaxGuard.com. This is University of Tennessee football coach Josh Heupel reminding you that drinking and driving is a bad call. The winning game plan is to choose a designated driver. Remember, you have a choice. If you drink, don't drive. If you do, you will go to jail. A DUI can cost you $10,000, but more importantly, it can cost you your life or someone else's. That's not worth the risk. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. In today's world. Actually, come to the office. Run this to the bank. Yes, sir. Sending an employee to the bank is a dangerous practice. <laughs> Call MaxGuard and ask about their armed courier service. Deposits, documents, and more. Picked up and delivered anywhere safely. MaxGuard is the area's only regionally owned and operated security guard service. Call 427-7222 or visit MaxGuard.com. To make your day 
Fly from McKellar sites to anywhere in the world with easier connections in Atlanta. Avoid the long TSA lines at Hartsfield with screening now at McKellar sites in Jackson. Land at gate E37 with Tokyo to your left and Orlando to your right. It's... And the Y'all Show Hour 2 underway. Hello, all y'all. John Rawl, the general of all things Southern, right here in the host chair for the next hour. We're going to have an entertainment and sports-driven hour. Get ready for some entertainment news. Get ready for uh, in that uh, some Todd Chrisley news. <laughs> I, I have reached a new low in my broadcasting career. We're going to talk about Chrisley knows best, for goodness sakes. Uh uh, because it's in the news, and people evidently like that show. We'll talk about that. We've got a lot of sports news to get to this hour. I'm going to bring you the latest on NFL and college, but also that would be football. But we're going to talk some college basketball. Bryce Mott's going to be dropping by here in the Y'all studios, and we're going to talk about the big upsets that happened Wednesday night in both the ACC and the SEC. And what else is going on with college basketball now that the uh, – Month of January is rolled around. We're only two months away from March Madness. We want to give college basketball a little bit of love here from time to time on y'all. So we're going to do just that. Your calls are welcome, 731-423-8101. Caller standing by. We'll grab them right now. Welcome into y'all. Are you there? Hello, hello, hello. Okay. I don't know if it's a technical issue or people just uh, give up on us, but uh, Hit us back, if you will. Our text line is 731-277-5155. Let's catch up with some text here. And uh, texter here in reference to our discussion about uh, underage uh, people and porn and, and how you got to be 18 in Louisiana to be able to watch or see some of that, which is a good thing. Texter here says that Facebook Marketplace is selling mail enhancement. I don't know how that relates to what we were talking about, but hey, thank you for the update. Maybe they're trying to tell me something. I'm not sure. Uh, texter here says, ask Rick who's going to make their car payments. I don't know what they're talking about. I just uh, read them like I see them. And, but they got to be, be uh, 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 family-friendly text, by the way. And the... Um, People, I guess, in relation to Rick calling, maybe if he if he continues to call, maybe our number one um, villain here on the Y'all Show, which is fine. I'm, I'd rather it be Rick than me. Uh, but but uh, thank you, Rick, because you get the the feedback from people. Texter here says, "I bet the people of Birmingham are grateful." I guess that's in reference to maybe him not wanting to go there. Not totally sure where they're going with that, but that's probably what they're talking about. And then another texter says, yeah, because people like you do 40 and a 55 and you're going to get somebody killed. Okay, I, I don't know what that means. Uh, another text says, at least learn to say the state name, man. Why are you hating on Alabama so much? Well, he's talking about how he, I think he called it Alabama. The heart of Dixie. The, the number one state in the South. And I only say that because in alphabetical order, they are. <laughs> The number one, Alabama. Are they the number one? I guess they're the number one state in all the country. There's nobody comes before Alabama, at least alphabetically, right? And some would say in 
college football. Well, not not anymore. I think G might be going before A if a certain team wins uh, Monday night. We'll talk to Bryce Mott about that. Hey, we also have um, a texture here in reference to one of our calls in hour one talking about uh, young women, old women, etc. Texter says, Wilma Flintstone looks good to me now. <laughs> you know what? I haven't checked out a Flintstones episode lately, but yeah, they might start requiring me to be uh, proving that I'm 18 when I watch Flintstones episodes, if, if that uh, text right there is is accurate. Okay, let's talk some celebrity news. Now, we love to promote our Southerners more than anybody, but, uh, you know, if somebody's big enough out there, we'll talk about them. I want to give this guy maybe the title of very – a very, uh, I guess this would be a very flattering title of honorary Southerner to my fellow J.R., okay? And that would be Jeremy Renner. This is a California kid, Jeremy Lee Renner, the actor who is from Modesto, California originally and has been working in films a long time. He's been in some great movies. I mean, love what he's done in various movies, of course, my likely my favorite one that he was in was the one where he was over in Iraq in The Hurt Locker. 2008 was the year of that when he played Sergeant First Class William James. What an awesome, awesome movie. And I think that might have been the first one that he was the big-time headliner in. But he's gone on to be in movies like American Hustle, Kill the Me- Messengers. He was in Captain America, Civil War. He was in Arctic Dogs, Black Widow, and he was in, I guess the last one that he was in was Avengers Endgame. Been in TV a lot as well. But he was in the news recently because he got involved in a snow plow accident. And now, in true honorary Southerner fashion, I think this happened in Washington State is where he had a maybe a second home, or maybe he lives there full time. I'm not sure when he's not out making movies, but he's luckily he he fell off a snowplow the other day. You probably saw this, but the uh, good news is Jeremy Renner, the actor, is now coming around, and then he's going. It looks like he's going to be okay. He actually did a a video on Instagram, I think, talking. Uh, where he said, ICU spa moment to lift my spirits. Thank you, Mama. Thank you, Sister. Thank you all for your love. So he's getting a little bit uh, better, thankfully, as he's put up these Insta stories on his Instagram account showing that he's got a scalp, I guess a nasty cut, and he's wearing a plastic cap and laying in a hospital bed. And he said that he's had his first shower in a week. But some other news coming out, so... The Marvel star was clearing snow from a private driveway to help family members leave his house after a gathering for the holidays when this snowplow accident occurred. And he essentially went and jumped on this snowplow that I think he owned. And it's really an awesome-looking snowplow. It looks like a tank. And he jumped on there to try to help out. And this was in Nevada. I'm sorry. It wasn't in Washington. It was in Nevada. I guess in the mountainous areas of Nevada must be near Tahoe is where this was. And he went on to try to uh, help clear a driveway, and the snowplow got out of control or something. He ended up getting part of his body run over by this thing. And he was run over by what's called a snowcat. 
and it was Jeremy Renner that ended up having this happen to him, and he's okay now. But it, again, he was doing all this to help out family members and others there in Washu County in Nevada on New Year's Day is when it happened. And he was in critical condition. He's still in a rough spot, don't get me wrong. But it uh, looks like he's going to be okay. Just going to have a nasty scar or two and a story. But, yeah, because I guess of his acting success, he's got one heck of a what's called a snow cat. Looks pretty cool, actually. Uh, it, it clears snow. And, you know, most of us in the South don't really have a reason to have a snow cat. But Jeremy Ritter, he's got one. And this honorary Southerner doing a good thing out there. And, Jeremy, you get well. You get out of that hospital and you come down here and see us. And we'll give you a nice southern uh, smorgasbord of barbecue from Dreamland <laughs> and a couple of Little Debbies since we were talking about that on the Wednesday Hall Show. Dion Warwick says she and Dolly Parton have a gospel duet plan. Now that would be sensational. By the way, Dion Warwick's got a brand new series that's on CNN. I did not. I, I think it's been released. If not, it's about to come out. I see them promoting it. The series is called Dion Warwick, Don't Make Me Over. It's a CNN documentary that's out. But according to reports, Dion Warwick, she and Dolly Parton, East Tennessee's own, will be releasing a new single later this month. As Warwick broke this news on Tuesday's Tamron Hall show, Tamron Hall, was she on NBC's uh, good uh, Today show for a long time? Now she's got her own daytime show. But Dionne Warwick said Parton, who she called a sweetheart, originally sent her a song that she wanted Warwick to record, and then she sent me another song, the one that we're going to record, to being done as a duet. It's a gospel song called Peace Like a River, and Dolly Parton wrote it. And now they've recorded it, and Dion says... She's very excited about this. She says that she's done many duets over the years, but this one's going to be very special. No comment yet from Dolly Parton's camp on this upcoming duet between Dion Warwick and Dolly Parton, Peace Like a River. That might be your song of the year for 2023, these two. And I don't think I like to let you all know about people. Dion Warwick is not a native southerner, I don't think. Let me double-check this. She is from New Jersey, born there. Grew up in East Orange, New Jersey. But uh, we'll put her in the honorary southerner category as well. A lot of fans of Marl Dion Warwick, born December 12, 1940. So she's 82 years young. And... Uh, she and Dolly teaming up. Dolly, I know, was born in 46. She's the same age as my mama. So Dolly should be, what, 76? Turning 70. When, when is Dolly's birthday? Let me. Some of y'all probably know this. I should know it because it ought to be a national holiday. Dolly Parton was born on January 19th, so she's got a birthday coming up uh, pretty soon. That also happens to be, if uh, my arithmetic is right, the birthday of a couple of other great Southerners. I think it's uh, not only Martin Luther King's birthday, but I think that's Robert E. Lee's birthday, January 19th. And if I am wrong, I'm only wrong by a day or two. We just need to have a southern trifecta holiday. 
around January 19th. Which, by the way, don't forget, coming up a Monday a week will be a national holiday as the King holiday is recognized nationwide. And once again, banks closed and schools closed and a lot of businesses closed. We might even be closed that day. Edward Norton, he's an actor. He's in the news. It's discovered that Edward Norton, the actor, is the real-life 12th great-grandson of Pocahontas. <laughs> actor Edward Norton discovering that Pocahontas, the 17th century daughter of an American Indian chief, is his 12th great-grandmother. As the star learned of his family connection to Pocahontas through the great genealogical PBS show called Finding Your Roots that Henry Louis Gates Jr. host. According to Gates, Pocahontas married a man in 1614 in Jamestown. Y'all remember that when that happened, right? And uh, 12 generations later, Pocahontas's grandbaby, Edward Norton's out here making movies and getting famous. Pocahontas, how about that, with a uh, pretty famous descendant in Edward Norton. This guy may not be quite as famous as Pocahontas, but he is famous in today's world, and right now he's infamous. Todd Chrisley, he's promising a tell-all interview with his son before he and his wife, Julie, go off to prison. You know, the Chrisleys and their show, Chrisley Knows Best, has been on TV a long time, and now the, Chris the Chrisleys, both of them, are going to be going to the Hooskow, for some uh, not-so-positive uh, things going on in their business dealings. They're going to report to prison in Florida on January 17th, two days before Dolly Parton's birthday. They're going to be going down to Florida, not for vacation, but for a, for a while behind bars. The Crisley Knows Best star, Todd, said on the Crisley Connections podcast that his son does that he will give one interview, and that will be with his son, Chase, as Chase said, uh, he told Chase, you are going to be doing this interview with me next week. Nothing is off limits. It's a no-holds-bar interview. Or is that bars because he's going to be behind bars? I'm not sure. Um, you know, it just came out the other day that Todd Crisley, one of his former business associates, was claiming that he and Todd had a secret gay romance going on for a while. And, and then uh, uh, this guy, Todd, denied it. It's just been... A soap opera. I know Chris Lee Novus Best is not technically a soap opera, but it sure seems like a soap opera. And this is a guy who was a uh, Georgia-born but Westminster, South Carolina-raised fellow that went back to Georgia and got involved in real estate. And then they moved to Tennessee in the Nashville area at some point. And his wife, also from South Carolina, Julie, she's the daughter of a Baptist preacher. Hmm. And now there are a couple of children Chase, Savannah, Grayson, and then Todd had a couple of kids from another marriage, and they're going to prison for a while. Sentenced to a combined 19 years in prison for tax evasion and more federal charges. The series that they had was canceled due to the, sc to the scandal. Chrisley knows best. And about this time last year, I was in a uh, South Carolina hospital with my dad and the lady working the nurse that day had the last name Chrisley and I just kind of made a smart aleck comment I was like oh yeah you're probably kin to them she goes yeah actually he's my first cousin and you know what I looked at her and she looked like Chrisley she she was a Chrisley uh kind of funny she didn't seem like she was overly excited about her family members but she was a good nurse I know so because my dad got out of the hospital
and uh, he was in bad shape at that time. Go back to the phone lines here. You're up next on Talk with a Southern Accent. Welcome in. Go balls. Hey, how you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing okay. You've not got enough callers today. I know that. Well, I've had some calls. I don't have to run, jump every single call that comes in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I've, I've tried to mix it up, have a good show, entertaining show, an informative show as well. But, uh, you know, you you and the fellow callers are part of that entertainment and fun. Right, right. Well, well, okay then. I have nothing to add at all. Okay, well, you know, stand by because we're going to be talking some college basketball in a few minutes. So you'll be needing to put your ear to the radio for that one. Yeah. All right. Thank you for the call and have a good rest of your day. Let's catch up with some texts that have come in here on the text line, 731-277-5155. You know, we love the South. We have a beautiful part of the world for sure. But uh, we got a text in here that I wish I could share with you. Of Alaska. It says, good morning from Alaska, and it looks like a daggum postcard with the sun coming up in Alaska. So what are they, five hours behind for most of the south? So it would be seven in the morning, maybe, somewhere. Do you know? <laughs> Do you know what time it is? That's a joke. Um, yeah, what a, uh, what a beautiful place. I have not been there. It's on my list to go to. You know, I haven't been to the extremes of the country yet. I have not been to Maine. I have not been to Key West. I, I was just in Florida, but yeah, I need to go down to Key West. I have not been to Alaska, and I have not been to Hawaii. And I got a standing invitation to go to Hawaii. I don't even have to uh, pay for a hotel. I got a buddy that lives there. And uh, so I'm looking forward to going to all those places. You know, but on this show, we'd really try to center on the south. But we don't mind giving a little love to the 50th state from time to time. Y'all got a good thing going in Alaska. Keep it up. Hopefully... You'll have uh, those kind of sunrises and that kind of beauty. Thank you for sending that in. A a great picture here to start off this second hour of the Y'all Show. Back to the uh, text line. Texter says, if you're reading from a news source, you need to credit them. Okay, I don't don't know what what I did wrong there, but uh, I generally do. But I apologize if I didn't fully credit something, but I, I generally do. I mean, the headlines I usually read are just headlines across the the whole spectrum of of the news world. So, okay. Uh, text here says, Rick must have a speech impediment. He can't pronounce the states and a lot of other words correctly. I think he has an ego problem, and he just likes to hear himself talk because most of what he says makes no sense. Well... I don't know if he has a speech impediment or not, but I appreciate your text here, and uh, I'm sure Steve will take your text to heart. Uh, Texter here, in reference to the one with the phone call we just got from Steve, says Steve's call was very informative. Now, I I wouldn't say this would go down as his most informative call, but, uh, you know, we appreciate him no matter what. We appreciate anybody, anybody that takes the time to call, text, drive by, wave to us, hello, uh, we appreciate it here on Talk with a Southern Accent because, you know, it takes effort. We know that most every radio show going out there has 99% more people listening than actually participating. There are very few people that will actually pick up a phone or a uh, text and call or text, and so we are aware of that. And for the people that do take the time out of their busy day to, to you know, let us hear from their, what they've got going on, it means a lot. So thank you. Thank you. For all of that. The texter 
from Alaska, who's watching right now, so hello, Alaska, uh, says, and by the way, you can watch us at WNWS.com. And if you don't catch it live, you can watch it on demand right there at WNWS.com or on a couple of other ways, Roku, Apple TV, Fire TV. Just search for WNWS TV, and it's right there. So easy. So the texter from Alaska is wanting to let me know that the picture that I was just bragging about looks like a darn postcard with the what I thought was the sun coming up and the cloud skies and the trees and more. Texter says, no, 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 no. That's actually the moon. If you look, you can see stars. So you're telling me that the moon is that bright and, and it's uh, that beautiful and it's the moon at 7 in the morning or whatever time it is in your part of Alaska right now? Uh, you know, I guess that would be the case because this is the time of the year where it's dark, if not all day, most of the day, and then it's just the opposite in the summertime months. I think I'm right on that. I, again, not been to Alaska, but uh, pretty neat place for sure, our 50th state. So thank you for that great text and for sharing that information. Well, we'll take a break here on Talk with an Accent about South, the Southland and when we come back, Bryce Mott's going to be joining us. So we're going to talk a little sports, especially college basketball. We had NC State with a big win over Duke. Coach K is no longer coaching the Blue Devils. So what's going on with the Blue Devil basketball program, plus a, at least one upset in the Southeastern Conference in college basketball? We'll also mix in the latest with NFL and college football news. That's all straight ahead right here on Y'all with John Ross. We will be right back, y'all. At Southern Airways, we fly to make your day. Fly from McKellar Sykes to anywhere in the world with easier connections in Atlanta. Avoid the long TSA lines at Hartsfield with screening now at McKellar Sykes in Jackson. Land at gate E37 with Tokyo to your left and Orlando to your right. It's easy when you fly directly into America's biggest hub. Southern Airways has put Jackson back on the map. We're ready to welcome you aboard. Book now at iFlySouthern.com. Electric cars come in all shapes and sizes. But they have one thing in common. They save you money. Just imagine every time that you're stopping at the gas station, I'm saving money because I'm passing you by. I've not changed the brake pads at all in this car. You don't have to change the oil. There's a lot less maintenance required and a lot less expenditures. It costs me roughly $20 a month to charge my car. Visit driveelectrictn.org for more information on how you can save money with your own electric car. This 101.5 News Brief is brought to you by Reed's Metals. A familiar face will be stepping into the role of information officer for the Jackson-Madison County Regional Health Department. Former WBBJ News anchor Ginger Rousey will work with the local media to keep the public informed on the health department and its programs. Rousey has a long history in the communications industry and replaces Mallory Cook, who has joined the communications team at Blue Oval SK. The United Way of West Tennessee has merged its efforts to support childhood education into the Office of Childhood Success. President and CEO Matt Marshall says the goal is to strengthen early childhood development and educational programming. There are more details on the program at WNWS.com. 
The Jackson Planning Commission gives the nod on plans for a subdivision off Old Humboldt Road to be known as Epperson Place. At its monthly meeting on Wednesday, the commission reviewed a plan submitted on behalf of Kingston Creek Partners for 60 lots on nearly 21 acres. Congratulations to the Jackson Police Department's Employee of the Month. Officer Catherine Hoppers has been with JPD for three years and is being recognized for her dedication and effectiveness on service calls. The NED is holding auditions for the upcoming production of The Diary of Anne Frank next Monday and Tuesday, January 9th and 10th. The NED Facebook page has a link to the audition form. The production is March 3rd and 7th. That's your 101.5 News Brief. I'm Julie Cook. Operated for 20 years. Real Foot Metal is coverage you can count on. Property owners, architects, or contractors. Real Foot Metal has the products and services for your residential, commercial, and industrial needs. Real Foot Metal proudly serving West Tennessee. What sets Crylic Elite apart? Abundant resources. The Y'all Show back with you here on this Thursday across the Southland. And we're going to talk a little sports now. Let's welcome in Bryce Mott to the Y'all Show for the very first time. Welcome in, Bryce. How does that make you feel? Yeah, it's a little different, but how are you enjoying the morning, or the, at least the midday show so far? Well, so far, so good. But I'm hoping if, if, I, if I'm not enjoying it, you're going to make me really enjoy it. Uh, if you don't mind, turn my mic up a little bit, please. I can. I can. Thank you. Okay. Don't know which one it is over here. Uh should be number three. No, it's not three. That's me. Four. Four? Okay, it's up all the yeah. way. Okay, that's better. A lot better. All right, so good to see you. We're going to talk some sports here. Of course, uh, I don't know if you followed this story today, but there is some positive news coming from Cincinnati with the NFL player that was. Yeah, um, DeMar Hamlin. So they're getting a little bit of positive um, feedback with DeMar Hamlin. He's still on. He's still intubated, and he's still on a ventilator. Uh, he's not breathing on his own yet, but he's still showing signs that he's able to, you know, possibly recover. So um, that that's all we know right now. There hasn't been a statement put out by his camp or his family, and not by the team. Mm. Um, but that that's all we know. Um, just It's basic stuff, but at least the most basic of things is good. So um, hopefully he does recover. And it looks like he has the potential to, but it's way too early to even tell. Yeah. We, we know that at least by now, a couple of days after the fact, it could have gone the other way. So let's hope mm-hmm. it continued improvement. All right, let's talk a little bit about college basketball because we're going to get some college football input from you before we get out of here. But yeah. I, I wanted to have you first, now that we only have one big college football game left, that's mm-hmm. Georgia TCU Monday night. Wednesday night was a big conference game for a lot of yeah. teams, and we saw some upsets. Fill us in. 
So um, the four teams that I want to focus on, and this is by no surprise uh, these four teams, and a lot of people have kind of decided that these are the four teams that you should be looking at. Uh, surprisingly, there are two SEC teams that are actually in um, my list. But there's two teams that stand out to me that are not SEC, but I'll start with the SEC first just because they're the ones that are making the biggest splash. And when I go over the top 25 in just a second, you'll see why. The first team that I want to talk about is the Missouri Tigers. Uh, Mizzou is 12-2 and on the year so far, and some – key things that they have happened that have happened these past few days uh, they got a blowout win against Illinois and a blowout win against Kentucky however they did suffer a major blowout loss to Kansas and a loss at Arkansas also kind of stains their resume right now but the thing about uh, Missouri that gives me kind of a little bit of a bright spot for this team. I think that they could do very well. Uh, they're 11th in the SEC right now but here's a reason why they have a potential to make a lot of noise there's not a team with more momentum right now than the Missouri Tigers. Uh, they blew out their rival, Illinois, on December 22nd. Um, they took a few days. Um, they had the bye for, obviously, the holidays. Returned to the court. They beat up Kentucky by 14. Um, and, yeah, 14's not a, it might not seem like a lot, but the game really wasn't that close. Um, let's see. Okay, Kobe Brown. I want to talk about Kobe Brown for a second because not only with um, these two games against Illinois and Kentucky, he's been historically good. He's been really good the entire season, um, specifically in the two games against Illinois and Kentucky. He's averaging 30.5 points, 5.5 rebounds, and 5 assists in both of those games. In those two games, he's shooting 60.6% from the field and almost 60% from three. That's unheard of, even if it is a very small sample size. Uh, they, the Missouri Tigers as a team, the one thing that I like about them that make them very interesting is they play with one of the fastest tempos in the country. They're a very run-and-gun style of team, and they're ranked number three nationally in defensive turnover percentage. And this is the kicker on defense for the Missouri Tigers. They're number one in steal percentage over the entire board in the country. They are one of the best teams at stealing the ball in all of college basketball, if not the best in my opinion. Uh, now, here's a little bit why Missouri is not um, somebody you want to ride 110%, and that's because, like, like I just mentioned, not only can they dish out blowouts, but they're also very susceptible to ending up on the other end of a blowout. And they did earlier in December when Kansas came to town and absolutely destroyed them. Now, granted, look, Kansas is one of the best teams in the entire country. It doesn't surprise me that Kansas is not able to blow out a team. That's what the Jayhawks do. They are blue blood for a reason, and they know how to play the they know how to play the game. Bill Self is clearly still one of the best coaches in all of college basketball, and you're seeing that because Kansas was the reigning national champion last year, and they really haven't missed a beat this year. So they dropped a game against Kansas. So what? I mean, it's going to happen. Kansas is going to beat a lot of people. They're very, very good, and I expect them to go very deep into March Madness. That doesn't surprise me at all. And, Bryce, let me remind our audience, you haven't mentioned this, Mizzou is doing all this on the basketball court with a first-year head coach in Dennis yep. Gates. Remember Quanzo Martin, who had been at their Mizzou for a few years, of course, former Tennessee coach. He got fired last year. So you've got Dennis Gates, former Cleveland State coach, coming into Columbia, Como, and is doing these amazing things on the court with his Tiger basketball team. So that's Missouri. Another team that I will – well, I got one last thing to say about Missouri because I don't want to miss this because it's very important. Um, 
more than anything on the defensive side, because I haven't really focused on the defensive side, the issue on the defensive side for the Tigers is when they're put into transition situations or they're put into chaotic situations, they really are struggling to figure that out on the end, especially like when they're scrambling in transition to get back on defense during a fast break. That's one thing they really need to kind of batten down. But other than that, they'll be fine. Another Tiger team, the LSU Tigers. Now, I'm going to spend probably the most time talking about this team because the LSU Tigers, they should not be this good. They shouldn't. And the reason I say that is because if you know anything about college basketball, you know LSU last year, they had the entire team in the transfer portal. There was not one player on the roster this time last year, or at least this time last offseason. There wasn't. Um, they had a massive, massive haul of players leave because of controversy with the LSU team, uh, with their former coach. And right now they're 12-2. and two. So LSU is not only completely overplaying what they should be doing right now, they're one of the best teams in the country. Obviously they're not top 25, and we'll get into that in just a second. But LSU is very very good right now and honestly I know they shouldn't be but it's still fun to watch and it's definitely a story that I'm very interested in these past few weeks they've had close wins against Arkansas and Arkansas is no slouch Arkansas is one of the best teams in the country and they get a win over Wake Forest they have surprisingly this team kept it close against the Jayhawks obviously we just talked about the Jayhawks being very or sorry Kansas State excuse me they played the Wildcats and Kentucky very close as well. Um, now, Kentucky to me, I'm not going to get into them. Obviously, they're not playing amazing basketball right now, and they're 10-4 and four on the season so far. But Kentucky's also not a team you need to kind of slack off on. I think Calipari is going to be able to kind of rein them in like he does all, every single year. Um, obviously, I think last year was a big, big um, step backwards for Kentucky. And I think now teams are kind of stepping up against Kentucky. But for LSU, they're ranked number eighth in the SEC. And I'll tell you why, like I said, um, I think LSU is very fun to watch, not even from like a story perspective um, for journalism for me. And then, yeah, it's fun to write about and it's fun to see. But when you actually go to watch these games, um, when they played Arkansas in the SEC opener, the game featured 68 possessions, almost four fewer than the Razorbacks have averaged this season. That's got to say something about the LSU defensive, the way that they're able to buy in as a program when they're able to take what the Razorbacks do well and flip it on their head. All right. Again, he's talking about a couple of SEC teams. Keep in mind, the highest-ranked SEC team as of right now is Alabama. Alabama's mm -hmm. seventh, Tennessee's eighth. What else you got over there? So, with um, LSU, I, I talked about what they're good at. Let's let's kind of brush over what they're bad at because there's really not that much right now, ironically. And the issue with LSU is they don't have a third scorer. Now, I, I, get, I get the narrative of, you know what, big threes are the thing in basketball, and you should be able to have at least three scores, potentially four, that, that can kind of hold their weight, and LSU doesn't have that. They have two really good players, but they don't have that third guy that can take pressure off of the rest of the team, and that's kind of something that when you're top-heavy, it's not a good thing. I mean, yes, it's going to work, uh, let's say, six out of ten times, and that's good. 
but the other four, uh, that's really not as good as you would like because you want to have consistency instead of just top-heavy play. Um, one player that I want to spotlight is Trey Hannibal. He has stepped up. He's kind of been a third guy that is kind of inconsistent, but he's able to do whatever you need to on, on certain nights. It's not effective all the time. But, uh, for example, he scored 12 against Kentucky, and then he hit um, double figures in one of his first 12 games. Like I said, not always effective, but he has the potential and the flashes to be able to do so. Now, here are the two teams that are uh, not. Let me stop go ahead, you. go ahead. We're talking with Bryce Mott here, a little college basketball input on the Y'all Show. If you've got something basketball-related you want to ask Bryce, feel free to do that. Our number is 731-423-8101 or text us 731 731- Two seven seven fifty one fifty five. You know, it's actually kind of interesting. Um, as I first of all, sorry I interrupted you, but second, I actually don't have any chemistry with you on air. I've we have no chemistry, bro. Yeah, well, I mean, like we have it outside of this studio, but <laughs> we have no chemistry. But uh, I'll, I'll tell you this: this is what the second time I've actually talked with you on air, I believe, because uh, I know I talk college football with you as well as NFL one time, but I think that's probably, this is the second time I've actually talked with you on air. So, I mean, obviously I don't have the chemistry and hopefully we can grab some uh, in the coming weeks. We can fall in love. Exactly. But uh, (laughs) speaking of falling in love, you need to listen and you need to watch this Kansas State Wildcats team because they have a record of 13-1 and with key wins over number six, Texas, West Virginia, LSU, and they have one loss at Butler, their lone loss on the season. Their preseason ranking coming into the season was 10th in the Big 12, and they're blowing that out of the water. Yeah, but they're not even in the top 25. We'll get to that in just a minute, but I'll, I'll tell you why they should be, at least cracking the top 25, in my opinion. Obviously, I just kind of I kind of ruined the surprise with they with this team scoring 116 points on number six Texas on Tuesday, the most points an unranked team has ever scored in a road win over a top ten team in college basketball history. Coach Tang has two legitimate stars. Now the two legitimate stars start with uh, Keontae Johnson and their um, star player now, but Keontae Johnson obviously we know. If you know Keontae Johnson's story, you know he was the guy that collapsed um, for the Florida Gators. Oh, yeah, I remember him. He fell um, face first, and he collapsed, and he had a heart issue. He was cleared to play this year, and he's having the best campaign of his career, averaging 17.7 points, almost seven rebounds, shooting almost 60% from the field and 43% from three. I mean, kids playing absolutely ridiculous. Good and for him. He, I mean, he deserves it. I mean, obviously we know his story is great, and it's good to see a good story come out in college basketball. But not only is he a good story for the fields, he's playing very well, and he's the star player for this Kansas State team. He is the reason they're playing as well as they are. Okay. He just is. Um, one reason why I wouldn't be too hesitant um, to you know put, put all my eggs in a basket for Kansas State right now is – they don't really have interior size. And, you know, in basketball, at the end of the day, I know three-pointers are king right now. But when you don't have size on the interior to be able to rebound, to be able to defend, it's just not okay. Um, you need it at least to fall back on when it's potentially going to win you a game for certain teams. Uh, for example, Purdue, who's number one in the college basketball rankings, they have the best big men in all of the country. And I kind of just spoiled that for you, but it's the truth, and that's one thing that Kansas State does not have. 
They don't have good defensive rebounding. They don't have good offensive rebounding. That is a staple of basketball. You have to have it. Now, this last team that I want to talk about before I run down the top 25, that is the New Mexico Lobos. Now, I know it's kind of a left field pick, but, I mean. Well, they're, they're one of only two teams in the top 25 that still haven't had a loss on the season. No, they're 14-1. and one. Are they lost? Yeah, they, they have one loss. Their record is 14-1. and one. They have wins against St. Mary, Mary's, Iona, and they have one loss at Fresno State. They're ranked fifth in the Mountain West. Now, I know the Mountain West is not that good of a, of a conference, but at the end of the day, they're playing very good f- basketball and I almost said football and it's not football season it's basketball season but football one more game well I mean okay I I don't want to hear it but Rick Pitino has possibly the best backcourt in the Mountain West and one of the most dynamic that's right let's make sure people heard that Rick Pitino yeah Rick Pitino he's coaching the does he sound familiar he should because uh I didn't didn't know that's where he ended up yeah well he ended up there and he's actually playing really good um he's playing good with his team obviously he's not the one that's like, he's not the one playing, but at the end of the day, regardless he's of – He's the one paying. Yeah, at the end of the day, regardless <laughs> of whatever you think of Rick Pitino, you got to give the guy some credit as a coach. He's one of the smartest guys in all of the country when it comes to offensive play, and he wouldn't be doing what he's doing without the dynamic guard play of Jamal Mashburn Jr. and Jalen House. Jamal Mashburn Jr., obviously the son. Is he the son of Jamal Mashburn? Yeah, clearly. Um, <laughs> And uh, Jamal Bashburn Jr., he's playing really, really well. I mean, he's averaging a solid 17 points per game. Uh, House is chipping in with five and and a half assists, almost three steals, and 48% from three on the season. Now, that, to me, I would say that's probably a top five backcourt in all of college basketball. I mean, if you look at that strictly by the numbers, that's clearly the best splits in all of college basketball, now obviously I'm not giving them the nod just because they're not playing the talent that, say, an SEC team is or an ACC team or a Big Ten. So I, that, that's why I'm a, I'm certainly hesitant on this team. But my question with them is now that they've got their first taste of, you know, a team that is actually able to battle with them, uh, specifically the loss against Fresno State on Tuesday – how are they going to be able to battle back against uh, UNLV and Oral Roberts? Obviously, Oral Roberts kind of had that Cillerella I can't say that. Oh, my God. Cillerella story um, that they played against last season. But New Mexico, if they can't bounce back, that's going to kind of scare me because there's always those teams that play really well that once they get a taste of a loss, they don't know how to handle it. And I think a team specifically in a Mountain West region that doesn't really play that well of competition, I don't know if they'll be able to handle that. Well, one reason I had you on here today, Bryce, is because of what happened Wednesday night in basketball. The ACC saw a couple of upsets of top 25 teams. How about Josh Pastner's rambling wreck at Georgia Tech as they got a 76-70 to victory over number 12 Miami there at McCamish Pavilion. And then in Raleigh, the Wolfpack just demolished number 16 Duke. 84 to 60. Yeah, Duke to me, that obviously it's a historic upset, but it's one of those things that, like, I'm not going to say I expected it. I did not expect it. I expected a close game. Now, even if Duke were to lose a close game, that's fine with me, but losing in a blowout situation, I mean, that's just not heard of with Duke. Obviously, they don't have um, Coach K anymore, and they're having to go through some growing pains. And obviously last year was a lot of, you know, 
Coach K's recruits that were kind of doing the heavy lifting um, for their uh, first-time head coach last year, excuse me. So now he's kind of like, okay, I've got my own recruits now, and I've got to make my own system. I'm not just piggybacking off of what Coach K kind of left me behind. Um, And I I think all new coaches have to go through that, and there's going to be um, adjustment periods and growing pains. Now, you certainly don't want a historic loss on your record, and it's not going to look good. At the end of the day, it is a blemish. Um, But it's not something that I think that they can't bounce back from. I think Duke has possibly one of the best up-and-coming coaches. Is he Coach K? No, but is anyone Coach K? Absolutely not. That's just not going to happen. You're gonna you're gonna take a few steps back before you can start running again. That's just how all teams that have to rebuild have to do. And I wouldn't even say they have to rebuild from a talent perspective. They don't because they're going to get names. It's Duke for crying out loud. That's just the truth. I mean, they're gonna get names, but how do you, how do you coach these guys? That's what their coach has to figure out how to do. And at the end of the day, it's a lot easier said than done. It just is. Taking a look at the ACC standings, there are two teams that currently enjoy a 4-0 record in ACC play. I'm going to tell you what they are. Okay. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you one of them right now, the Pitt Panthers. Mm-hmm. Could you take a wild stab at the other 4-0 ACC team right hmm. now? Is it Purdue? No, Purdue's not in the ACC. They're in the Big Ten. They are, okay. Um, it would be the Clemson Tigers. The Clemson Tigers. Are 4-0 and in ACC play. They're 12-3 and overall. Pretty impressive there by Brad Brownell and the Tigers there at Little John Coliseum. They're 4-0, and they, and they won on Wednesday night. Does that hurt to say? Just a little bit? I don't mind saying it for basketball because, you know, they're not football. But they beat, yeah. they beat Virginia Tech at Blacksburg Wednesday night 68-65. to They're not in the top 25, but, again, they and the Panthers of Pitt – Right now, the only two 4 0 teams. Pitt doesn't surprise me. They played well last season. Um, for me, I, I think that the nod that, that Clemson, I, they might get a nod. Do they get in this week? I'm not sure. Uh, will they get in next week if they continue? I, I hope they do, and they better um, if the committee knows what they're doing when it comes to the top 25 rankings. Um, Speaking of top 25, let's uh, zip through this real quick because we're running out of time. Yeah, of course. Let's, let's focus on our Southern team. So let me tell you about number 23. Number 23 in the land is your Cougars of the College of Charleston. Way to go there down on George Street. They're the number 23 team in the country. The College of Charleston right now, 14-1. and one. And I know they had some big wins early in the before conference play started there in the CAA, but a great job there in the holy city by the Cougars. Auburn, they lost on Wednesday night. Brad, uh, Bruce Pearl's team Currently, right now, as it stands, number 22 in the country, and they lost. Who did they lose to last night? I'll have to look. Let me see. Um, Maybe somebody. I don't have it pulled up with me. I'll I'll check. You pull that up. We talked about Mizzou. They're number 20. Baylor is number 19. They got a couple of losses. Uh, A recent national champion of college basketball. How about TCU playing for a national championship in football Monday? Right now, their basketball team's ranked number 17 in the country. It was Georgia that Auburn lost to. Okay, that's right. And Georgia with their new coach, Michael White, coming mm-hmm. over from Florida. Uh, you've got uh, TCU ranked 17, Duke at 16. Then you got the Razorbacks of Arkansas, number 13. The Hurricanes, who lost on uh, Wednesday night to Georgia Tech. Is that who they lost to? Yeah. They lost. Uh, they are at number 12. Virginia, UVA's at 11. You got the Tennessee Vols at number eight, Alabama seven, Tennessee or Texas is six, 
And then the Houston Cougars are 14 and one and ranked number two in the country. So your thoughts on all that? Well, first of all, one thing that sticks out to me is the issues Gonzaga has had all season. Uh, they, they really have taken a step back. Obviously, um, from what their national championships uh, these past few years where they've kind of put their their toe in the water so to speak and now they're kind of coming back down to earth I don't expect it to stay forever because at the end of the day Gonzaga is not a blue blood but they, they potentially have the ability to become one um, obviously they don't play as much talent as most people uh, just based off the conference that they are in um, to begin with and I wish they would go to a different conference I wish they would go to the Pac-12 because um, that would certainly be um, an upgrade from what they actually play. I think they would fit nicely in there. Um, so Gonzaga, for me, with three losses on the season, certainly surprises me. Um, let's see. Houston, to me, obviously I know they're number two in the country, but the way that they're constantly able to keep their head above water and exceed expectations every single year in college basketball. Obviously, there's a few years where they kind of drop the ball every now and then, but the way Houston has been playing the Cougars right now, I would say that they're my favorite to go all the way in March Madness. I mean, I know that's way too early right now to even predict, but Houston, to me, is my favorite just because of the way that they play in terms of guard play and the way they defend. The Cougars, to me, they're the team to watch. Now, obviously, Purdue has the best big man in the country, and they can ride him ride him as only as far as he will take them. Is that a bad thing? Absolutely not. But at the end of the day, I still think the Cougars are the best team in all of college basketball. And that would be the Houston Cougars, not the College of Charleston Cougars. No, of course, Houston. Okay, gotcha. Uh, let's talk about some fun stuff in terms of college basketball. Sure. Did you see what happened with the Texas A&M basketball team when they played in Gainesville? Wednesday night. Did, did you hear about I that? I did not. I did not get to watch the A&M and Florida game. I was busy watching the well, Texas game. Actually, oddly enough, was at Exact Tech Arena Saturday on the outside. They didn't mm -hmm. have a game. I did see that place up front uh, for the first time, up close and personal. But Texas A&M traveled all the way from College Station to Gainesville for a game Wednesday night, and they got a technical foul to start the game because they didn't have the yeah. jerseys. Yeah. How could you not show up at a basketball game without your team uniform? Like well, I they, said, they I didn't, left them at the hotel. Like I said, I didn't watch the game, but I, I did see that, and I, I was gonna, I was gonna say something about that. Um, first of all, but they won the game. Yeah, of course. I mean, look, equipment managers have one job. All right, <laughs> they have one job. Like I don't understand. And first of all, how do you not know that you you don't have your jerseys? Like, I get forgetting, like, your basketball shoes. I get that. Or uh, forgetting maybe an extra ball. Um, but your jerseys, the thing that you wear, the yeah. thing that, like, you're literally required to have. I, I, I get it. It's. It, I mean, I can't even defend that. I can't. I, we can make jokes all day. But at the end of the day, equipment managers got to do their job. And if they didn't get chewed out, I would be very, very surprised. I would be, too. I know Gainesville's a fun place, but it's not that fun. So that was a weird story from Wednesday night in college basketball. Let's move over real quick before we get out of here, Bryce. Let's talk a little college football. First of all, a, a developing story here on this Wednesday, or rather Thursday is today. The Tennessee Vols have promoted quarterback coach to offensive coordinator. As, uh, I think his name is. Yeah, it's, Josh, it's Joey Halsey. Joey Halsey mm -hmm. is now the offensive coordinator. What happened to the previous offensive coordinator? So – Excuse me. Josh Heupel, he, what he's been doing these past few years is he's been kind of saying, you know what, we've got the foundation here in terms of coaches. That's what I mean when I say that. And what Heupel did last year was he promoted a lot of people up um, 
from inside their their own system. So now Josh Heupel has decided that he's going to promote Joey Halsey from quarterbacks coach to offensive coordinator. However, that does not mean that Josh Heupel will not be calling the plays. Josh Heupel still plans to call the plays for the Vols next season. So honestly, you're not going to see much change. All you're seeing is a title change and a role change. You're not seeing major changes of where Joey Halsey will be taking over uh, play calling duties for the Tennessee Volunteers. That's not going to happen. Sure. That's Josh Heupel's role. That's what he does well, and that's not changing anytime soon. Well, the offensive coordinator for offensive coordinator for UT was Alex Golish. Yes. What happened he, to him? He accepted a new job. He accepted a head coaching gig. Okay. So that's a story out of Rocky Top. Also, college football news: Bobby Petrino, former. Razorback head coach, former Western Kentucky and Missouri State coach. He's now going to be the offensive coordinator, it appears, for the Texas A&M Aggies, and he's going to call plays there in Aggie land. So that's a story out of college football. Anything that – I mean, after the abysmal season that the Aggies had this year, I mean, I would take anything because they severely underperformed, and the Aggies really got to look all the way up from the very top to the very bottom on that coaching staff – because it's just not clicking. Now, I'm not saying Jimbo Fisher is, Jimbo Fisher is out of his league. He's a good coach, um, and obviously he just had a bad season. But at the end of the day, when you have the number one recruiting class in all of 2022, you cannot put out a performance like that. That season, 4-8 and eight is not going to cut it, and it was abysmal. Jimbo Fisher has got to figure out what to do. Because at the end of the day, the A&M team should not be doing that at all. Keep in mind, the College Football National Championship game is going to be Monday, TCU and Georgia. That will be at 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central on ESPN. TCU or Georgia? I'm going with the Horned Frogs, man. Really? Yeah. Surprising. Bryce, thank you for coming in. Always. And thank you all for tuning us in on the show that's all about the South. We'll be here on Friday with a look at festivals across the Southland as well as other entertainment news and sports and news headlines. Thank you all for watching.